How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Front Yard Socks. This is episode number eight. We are your host, presented by We the People Sports. We are your hosts, Ben Weisel and Sam Greenberg. Sam, how you doing? Uh, I'm all right. That that loss tonight really really screwed me up. Yeah, it kind of put a damper on the mood, but they lost a game. It's baseball. You lose games. Nah, you don't lose games. We're not supposed to lose any ball games. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh-huh. It's only the second one in August, though. I mean, that's that's the thing. Is like we've become so accustomed to winning that it's like oh, with, strange to lose. With every single sport, you know, like if you're in Boston, like you expect greatness, and if you lose, there's no excuse for losing. Yeah, I mean. And the Red Sox still split a one-game set against the Phillies, who were treating this series like the goddamn World Series. Yeah, um, I, I, they made how many pitching changes did they make today? Eight, oh, eight man. pitching changes today. Gabe Kapler looks like he could still play ball. Dude, I was just gonna say the dude is jacked. <laughs> He's still ripped. I'm trying to get his workout regimen. Yeah, for real. Um, no, dude, I, he, he like came out of the dugout. I'm like, oh, damn, Philly's manager must have gone tossed. I'm like, no, that's, yeah, that's Gabe Kapler. Gabe there Kapler, he is. <laughs> In the flesh. Um, so on the agenda today, we have uh, some game recap. The two that happened in the last couple of days. Um, we have a quick run through of the current playoff picture. We're going to discuss starting rotation um, and just sort of all the wild stuff that's going down outside of the Red Sox division, mostly the AL West. Um, and then also going to touch on the upcoming series against the Rays, but also cover a little bit uh, of the farm system because there's been some news out of um, the desert that is the farm system. And that's been specialty. I don't know. Jack crap about our farm system right now, yeah. except that it's depleted. <laughs> yeah, so that's a little bit my goal is to change your mind um, and everyone else's mind who's listening out there that, like, maybe there is some hope. I mean, um, you, you sure hope so with the, with how our luxury tax is looking right now. Yeah, yeah, you really do. <laughs> you can't keep up this kind of this kind of sustainable money consumption it's just not gonna. It's not gonna work. Um, so with that being said, Sam, I thought we'd open with a little sidebar from you about what happened on the We the People website over the last couple of days. Oh yeah, what a what a nightmare for someone who just got brought on within the last week. One gets called a sexist. <laughs> that gets cleared up, and now. I was having trouble. So I was having, you know what WordPress is? Yeah. So if you don't know what WordPress is, it's basically what all of these um, uh, sporting websites uh, or, you know, news outlets use to let their writers um, publish their blogs or articles to editors. Yeah. So mine wasn't working. Like, I don't know why it wasn't working. Uh, so... I went ahead and emailed WordPress. I was like, hey, can y'all help me out here? I'm having trouble, you know, getting my stuff done. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it takes them like a week and a half to get back to me or whatever. So, and they're like, you know what? We fixed a problem. We had to eliminate this, this, and this. But go ahead and tell whoever runs the site that they need to disable this. So we go ahead and do what they tell us to do. And once you know, it just completely shuts down all of WordPress and kicks every single blogger off of uh, We The People Sports site. So that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's fixed now. Everything's back up and running, but what an eventful week so far. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Um, obviously, you hate to, hate to see that coming out of someone um, who's – I mean, I know that you've sort of been associated with them for a while, um, but just trying to sort of like onboard a little bit and just getting all tangled up. Yeah, fresh, um, off, fresh off the bench, completely imploding a company. Yeah, love that. <laughs> um, I will say, like, I don't know. It's It seems like right now, for me with the Red Sox, it's almost like 
it's almost like a second all-star break almost. Like, I, I feel like there's, like, a pause in baseball. Right now? Yeah. Like, the Red Sox are they, – they just seem like now Cora – he's sort of doing the opposite of 2017 Steve Kerr, which is where he's slowing it way, way, way down. Um, and he's giving people ample rest – um, he, like he shut Chris Sale down coming off the DL. He's being very swihard, hasn't played even though he's been activated. Kinsler's taking an extra couple of days instead of coming back tonight and playing second base. Like Mookie, Mookie's getting two consecutive days off. Um, like I, I just feel like for me, it's sort of like it feels like the Red Sox are just like kind of crawling through games, even though they're still winning. But it's almost like. Like Alex Cora's thinking to himself, okay, maybe we don't need to have this win every game approach now that we have a ten game lead. How do you feel about that? Fine, fine. I, the last thing I want I want them to do is win seventy three games like the Warriors, and then blow their load too early, which is obviously <laughs> a, way, a way bigger concern in baseball than yeah. it is in basketball. The only thing that sucks about Baseball compared to basketball is basketball one, like at any one point in time, you know, you can, you know, for those teams, you know, you could be on, but you could slump real hard in baseball mm-hmm. for, for weeks at a time. And you kind of, I like the approach of giving everybody rest and whatnot, because it seems we have been somewhat injury ridden this year. It's just, we've had a, a great death to our roster. Uh Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to see anybody uh, slumping going into the playoffs or not having like that full on that what what do you want to call it motor going the momentum heading into the playoffs like some of these wild card teams will have. Yeah, I think that that's the thing too that's really scary. And we'll talk about this a little bit. Is that you've got the likes of the A's and or I mean, just mostly the A's. The A's are a team that if they're hot, they're really hot. And they are like almost unbeatable. And we've seen that in the last month. And if the Red Sox aren't sharp, which is something that especially the bullpen has struggled with this year with the phenomenal starting pitching at times, then the rest of the might not, might not all of a sudden, like, because like a five game series is short. You go down a game or two, and all of a sudden, it's a much, much bigger deal than a seven-game set. So I think... Yeah, I, I, I never like the ALDS doing that. Yeah, I don't either. I like just the... Uh, because basketball, play, they play seven all the way through, right? Yeah, so it's like, why even, you know, a lot a lot more can happen in a five-game set than it can. See, that's the reason we do seven-game series is because, statistically, the best team should win four out of seven games, you know, mm-hmm. consistently. So that's how you measure that. But this the ALDS, because it, it's kind of screwed us the past couple of years. Yeah. So I, I took a I took a dog shit stat course at school this year or last year. And I professor, won't tell your professor you said that. Yeah, no, he do. He he probably doesn't even know how to work a smartphone to get to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he literally like it was hilarious. Like we'd like walk into class, and before he'd even start talking, he was just like sweating bullets. <laughs> and like he had this like little like handkerchief. Like I don't want to make fun of him because obviously you already are. <laughs> he's, yeah, but just like I'm not a great teacher. But the one thing I learned is that with like a greater sample size, it's more likely that there's less um, error. Yeah, exactly. Our rate of error. Exactly. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Grad student over there. Yep, yep. I, t- I took we, – we have – not stats, but tests and measurements. But I Yeah, mean, that, that, that sounds yeah. about right. But um, it's true. The ALDS is – and, I mean, it, I mean, I guess we can't really hate on baseball because they've been doing it forever now and making tons of money. So, you know, it works out. It makes for an exciting series. But you would like – Wish because some of these scenarios are coming out with one of the, some of the biggest rivals. Like, what if it's Yankees Red Sox ALDS? Yeah, know? so that's so that I think that's a new world where you're allowed to play interdivisional teams in because of the new wild card. I don't really know the official ruling on that, but like a Yankees Red Sox ALDS would be stupid. Yeah, no, I want to see that in the ALCS. Yeah, I, I want I want seven series to battle that or seven games to battle that out. Um, so with that being said, I mean we'll sort of get to that a little bit later. 
we are the kings of getting side getting over anxious um, yeah we we really do a good job at that <laughs> yeah um but sam game one what'd you see game one um looked and also let's let's put a pin in noting that you know this phillies team is not a bad team this is the i think they're a half game out or maybe a half game ahead in their division so they're really fighting and which is why when we were talking about earlier how uh their gm gave cap or not gm the uh yeah, GM. Gabe Kapler. Manager, uh, manager. Yeah, whatever you want to say it. <laughs> uh, treated this like a, a full-on playoff World Series game, pitching change, playing the matchups. But they, they're they're right now, they're battling. So you can understand. And we're kind of limping into this series. But Porcello comes on the mound. Uh, had, a, had a tough outing last time he was, he was on the mound. Uh, before that, he had that amazing um, – one hitter complete game against uh, the Yanks. So you're kind of looking for that again. And uh, he kind of came out and proved himself again. So seven innings pitched, uh, two hits, one earned run, and and double-digit strikeouts at 10. That one earned run uh, was the the mistake that everybody makes is just hanging one over the plate and getting smacked. Um, other than that, it was a really slow offensive day. Uh, nobody could really hit the ball and – Besides Porcello, who has another double on the year, so he's—is this our last interleague series? No. Do we play the Braves for three at home and then three on the road? Wow, like, that's interesting. I, yeah, I don't know how that came to be. Okay, um, was, well, Porcello looking... might be able to pad some stats here, but he's hitting 500 on the year with with some with some ribbies. So um, that's odd that we play the Braves six games over these next yeah, forty. So, I don't know. I, I might need to fact check that, but that was a stat that flustered me, to say the least. Uh, so get, guess say, who the offense it was for this game, though. Yeah, it's like the two two guys. Well, so Sandy Leon and Brock Holt. Sandy's good for, you know, he's good for like seven home runs a year. <laughs> and like two of them are going to be big, and this one was obviously huge. Yeah, um, that, that's what I was about to say is that like his home runs usually don't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like literally, like like, what the two out of his seven home runs every year like actually mean something, and this one was very important. And I like to, I love Sandy because him and JBJ are in the same boat where they're like they're worth it, in like on their own, like they're defensive and they're like they're just like assets to the team more than hitting. So oh, like, yeah, who was that that came out today? Was it Price? That was like Sandy Lund's the best, or maybe it was Porcello. Oh no, it was Porcello. He's like the best. He's the best catcher I've ever had. Um, yeah. And with with that, like, like, you don't care if Sandy Leon goes over for four. Like anything, anything past that is a bonus. Like, yeah, and he's, any, he's any calling sort of, the game. Yeah, any sort of offensive product, productivity is a bonus, and he provided it. And then Brock Holt is someone who. Obviously, you don't expect to hit a home run. He's been kind of hot the last couple of days after, like, another long cold stretch, but hit his second home run in, like, three days. And um, it's a Friday in Baltimore. Hey, this one was a bomb. This one was a mammo tank. Yeah, no, it was not something you would normally see out of Brock Holt. It, it, hit, it hit the ledge for the double – for the second deck. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, absolutely wild. Um, and you knew, I and mean, he just he just jumped all over that first pass fastball. Oh yeah, and you know what? Another thing in this game that you know we didn't put in the notes is that the bullpen looked good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They didn't today, so I don't know if we want to even want to talk about it. But freaking Henry comes in, pitches a great ending after just being uh, all time worst these past couple weeks, and then Kimbrell comes in. He walks one, but otherwise. Pitched a nice quick um, any to to end this ball game at a two one a high leverage ball game. Yeah, so clearly, clearly Dan and is working on something with those boys. Um, I, I mean, we'll get to it later, but like Joe Kelly gave up a run tonight, not really his fault. There was like a miscue by JBJ mm-hmm. in the outfield um, that resulted in a triple from literally a sloth in Wilson Ramos. Um, but Joe Kelly looks sharper. Um, so I, I think that Daniel Avenger is definitely working. I will say Porcello in his start, the thing when he's really on, he's got his two-seamer inside working really Hey, well. that two-seamer and, was 
that that thing moves, man. That thing, and he was painting it all game. Yeah. Well, that I, what I was just gonna say is that like that pitch literally cuts the plate. It, it looks like the plate is cut in half because everything inside ends up on the inside corner. And everything middle ends up outside, and so you're like, like you like as a hitter when you've got that kind of movement on a fastball to pair with a really good changeup, a really good curveball, and a really good slider. You don't know how to track that pitch because it seems just to be moving so much. And like that's the one thing, like his movement looked absurd Tuesday night. Yeah. Okay. Here, let me see if I can. One. Let me doing some quick. One. Some quick maths. Yeah, some quick maths. Let's see. I'm cert- currently counting up how many times. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, so there. I was trying to see if I could find how many were swing and misses and how many were or looked at, but I guess I can't find that on ESPN side. But a lot of those, a lot of those two seam, two seamers that he was throwing, like. Those guys had their bats on their shoulders. They didn't know what to do. Yeah, so he gets, I mean, sort of his, his cookie-cutter strikeout is either a two-seamer that runs into the plate to the lefty mm-hmm. um, that comes back, or it's the, sli- the sort of the wipeout slider away um, to righties. Um, and so those are his two, like, like those, that, I mean, that's his bread and butter right there. So, like, usually he's good for at least a couple looking and a couple swinging because he puts himself in good positions because he pounds the strikes. Yeah. And that's I'll... the thing. It's like, go ahead. When he, when he's got movement, he just like, he's just like pounding zone nonstop. And I mean, we're going to need that too, because he is, he is the third man up. I mean, I don't know if there's any questions surrounding that, but I, I'm pretty sure he's the third man up in the rotation for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, Red Sox win game one, two to one to win their fifth in a row and their 10th out of 11, I want to say. Yeah, that's right. And because they've only lost two ball games this in August. Yeah. Um, and game two rolls around. You've got Eovaldi on the hill, um, sort of looking to make a comeback from what was a pretty bad start in Baltimore, where for the first time we saw him not like lacking his pinpoint command and also leaving balls over the plate, and he was hit around. Um, and he was better today, but still not the Eovaldi we saw the first two times out in a Red Sox uniform. He surrendered seven hits, three runs, was earned thanks to a Devers error. He struck out five in five innings. Um, I don't know. You said you didn't really watch that much of this the start today, right? Yeah, I ended up passing out in the first inning and waking up in the sixth. I missed the whole. I missed. Yeah. I completely missed the whole start. Yeah, literally the whole enchilada. Um, he's apparently he was using the split finger a little bit more. Um, for me, I just noticed that his cutter wasn't as sharp and his fastball wasn't as accurate. Um, so I don't know what that means, but I, it's not like you're pre- It's not like we're pounding the hit, the panic button. Like guys don't pitch well sometimes out. That's fine. Um, I mean, his overall box score doesn't look, I mean, like I said, I didn't see the game, but his overall box score doesn't look bad no. for, for what, you know, five innings, Five strikeouts, one earned run. I mean, it doesn't tell the whole story, but yeah, uh, it's a, it's a lot better from last week. Yeah, it's not like I mean, like the Devers air cost him. Um, it's not like there's like huge issues, like mechanically, it looks like or anything like that. It just looks like hey, maybe he didn't have it, um, which is like like. That's like acceptable from any starting pitcher in the league. But with the Red Sox, when you go out there and you expect to win every game, it's sort of like, oh, sh- like shit, is this something we need to be worried about? It's like, no, guys go out there and have bad starts. Like, like that's that's a thing in baseball, and we don't need to be worried about it. Um, so then you tune in time to watch a, another bad night for the bullpen. Uh. Um, 
Golly. And it was ugly. I hate Drew Pomeranz. I tried to help. I remember we talked about our first couple of podcasts. I was kind of like, you know, you kind of hope for this guy to do good because, you know, he was such a stud last year. But this guy cannot get it together and just – he lost this ball game for us. He stinks. Absolutely stinks. Um, he – so, like, I'm thinking he's warming up in the pen. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, baby. Like, here we go. Like, Drew Palmer is about to be an animal out of the pen. He's about to, like, run this postseason just, like, throwing his AD poo, doing his thing. In an inning of work, he surrendered four hits, walked a batter, and allowed three earned runs. It was ugly. Why not bring Hector Velasquez in instead of Pomeranz? Um, I think it's honestly like Cora feeling it out and being like, how high of leverage can we bring Pomerantz in? I think Pomerantz okay, well, is literally going to be like a, a garbage disposal now. Yeah, no, I think we're felt out now. I'm done with Pomerantz. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so Red Sox put up 10 hits. They had, they had an opportunity in the third inning when they scored their runs where Moreland clears the bases with a double. Um... And uh, then I think JD walks and then Xander walks. So it comes to JBJ and he flies out and then like Devers strikes out. And you're thinking you're up three zero. Evaldi's pitching well. You're like, okay, it's not going to matter. Three on the board. Then they put another one and then they put three more on. They hang three more on Pomerantz. And all of a sudden, that looks like a much bigger deal. Because instead of a 7-5, oh, my God, McCutcheon just hit a game-tying three-run home run. Um, so instead of instead of instead come on of attention a, attention Ben yeah no dude this is this I mean you got to say though this this I'm Giants Dodgers this Giants Dodgers series has been crazy far with yeah. the Puig fight. Um, anyways, so we can jump thinking, into that later. Yeah, so you're, you're thinking like it's like seven five or seven six if the Red Sox put more runs on the board, and then there's also like the Pierce play where he's called safe, and then upon review he's out. Um, and so there's just there were just like a lot of things that didn't really go the Red Sox way um, this game. But obviously you can't have a guy coming in giving up three runs in the seventh inning. That just can't happen. Um, yeah, and, no. It's a 4-3 ball game at that point. You know, in the next inning we get a run on the board. So it's like then it should be a 4-4 ball game. So it was honestly – it's it's heartbreaking when your team is holding it together and you come in and just f- flop a fish basically like – and ruin this ball game for for uh, against the you don't want to do that against one of these teams. This is a good team, so you want to play high quality baseball against teams that are going to be in the postseason. Yeah, and also too, notice this, but the Rays have strategically traded all of their pieces away to teams that the Red Sox then get pounded by, and the Rays well, are still well, winning ball games. Yeah, boy, Wilson, oh, yeah, don't forget the Rays. Hell of a game tonight. <laughs> Hell yeah. of a game tonight. <laughs> um, but Wilson Ramos, literally first day back from the DL, I think had a three-hit game and drove in like three or four. What, who? Wilson Ramos. Yeah, okay, so this was his first career game? For the Phillies, yeah, and same with – Justin Bohr, Jason Bohr. Okay, because I was looking at his little thing, and it was like 750 average, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. Um, But uh, the Red Sox, they had like a little bit of a late rally. Mookie pinch hit, just boosted the OPS with a quick RBS single, infield single, nothing wrong with that. Um, But, you know, if if you've won 10 out of your last 12 to start, if you've won 10 of 12 to start August – be mad at that. And if you're um, ten games so, up in the division, you can't be too upset. Also, yeah, you yeah you really can't be mad at that. Um, so that does it for the game recaps. Um, we'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. We're gonna talk about the playoff picture. Um, discuss the starting rotation or potential starting rotation. Then also do a little 
Tampa Bay preview and farm system checkup. Um, so I'll catch yep. you a bit, Sam. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number eight of Front Yard Socks. Um, as as we sort of mentioned, uh, we're going to be covering a little bit of playoff picture and do a little preview. Um, I've been thinking we got to start coming up with names for episodes. Do we? <laughs> do we I, have I, to be such creative minds? Be, and it might just be kind of fun. I don't think we need to. Oh, love voice crack. Um, but I just like the last episode. I called it like not the bullpen, which was like oh yeah, sarcasm, I did see that. Obviously, I did see the that. Bullpen. I just thought like like if we're gonna get picked up by we the people, like maybe we should have a little bit more formality Some instead of suave, just, like, episode number flair. seven. Yeah, I got yeah. It. <laughs> so, what what do we call this then? Split in Philly like the Liberty Bell. Oh my God, oh, you've know. been thinking about know. this. No, no, I that just Ben's, came to me. Ben's got a notepad. He just you. he just tore promise that page you. out. He's writing more and tearing that page um, out. <laughs> I, I promise you, that was just on the fly. Hey, and let's let's uh, remind everybody listening right now. Do you know how hard it was to stick to around like twenty or so minutes on that first game recap section? Like we usually, bro, I mean, we 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 could go 40, 50 minutes on just two games. I feel like. Oh, you know, I was like, I like looked at, I looked at the the timer on the, on the app, and it was like, nineteen minutes through. And I was like, myself, I was like, God damn. I was like, like we still I'm have like, so much to talk about. <laughs> I'm like, I could, like, I could get fired up about Pomerantz right now and talk for like twenty more minutes. That's what I'm um, saying. Like Pomerantz, it could have been the whole show. Yeah, I mean, but we've had some t- difficulties with Anchor that we've sort of been working through. I know last episode was kind of choppy at bits. Um, but we've just been kind of working through a new setup and a new app, trying to find a solution for, um, for that. Uh, so with that being said, I'll let you go first. Who do you see as the starting four-man rotation? Obviously, you don't add Chris Sale in there, right? Put, put, put Chris Sale in the bullpen. <laughs> exactly. Have you seen his playoff record? He hasn't won one mm. game, you know? <laughs> Can't trust the guy. Oh, my God. I hate I, – I don't want to say I hate, but – Hot takes are so dumb. <laughs> People just, just spew crap out of their mouth for for attention. Yeah, I, I like sarcastically toss out hot takes. Yeah, no, it, and people will take them seriously too. But I mean, you're obviously going to have sale number one. You know what? It's it's a tough. It it'll be interesting to see what core does um, by the numbers. I guess if you're doing like Vegas odds on what you're starting four man, because they're probably going to do a four man. Uh, yeah, most likely with Chris, you can't do a five man and have Chris Sale on the bench. Um, but you go four man, and by the Vegas odds, I assume it'll be um, Sale, Price, Porcello, and then you're gonna have a toss up of uh, Ivaldi or uh, Erod. But as I mean, we'll just say as of right now, since Erod is not back, it'll be Ivaldi in the four hole. For, for that rotation. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it will be interesting to see what I would like to see. I So that is kind of just what I generally will think will happen. But what I would like to see is sale Porcello price Evaldi. So you're going lefty, righty, lefty, righty. So it changes the batter's eyes each game. Yeah, so um, I don't need to say anything because that's exactly the point I was going to make. <laughs> we, um, we need to we need to we need to uh, call each other up before these things and be like, "Nah, man, you got to disagree with me on this." <laughs> no, I, I mean that's the thing is when your ball when your ball club or the ball club that you root for is fifty games over five hundred, like you just like run out of contentious arguments. It's like right now, it's like, "Hey, man, Pomerantz sucks." Yeah, we, yeah. 
as the only thing we have to talk about terribly. <laughs> yeah, you're like, Pomerantz sucks, and you're like, uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, like, do you think Pomerantz is good? They're like, no, okay, like, okay, yeah, we agree. Like, okay, yeah, that does it for us here at Front Yard Sox. <laughs> the only thing that seems debatable nowadays is price, and I don't know how people are still debating it besides the whole playoff run. Yeah, and it sucks for us because we both love price. Yeah, and here's another thing. You know, I'm in an argument today is price – he's telling me that price won't be in the starting rotation for the playoffs and that – um, the reason he is be- due to his uh his playoff experience, and I was like, if you're gonna go by that reasoning, not one single pitcher has a successful. As I don't think one playoff pitcher has one win in the playoffs. Let alone there's like five or six guys that don't even have playoff experience to begin with. So it's like nobody should be starting the game. Then we should just do it like we played uh Baltimore that last game. Yeah, and just have uh, relief pitchers the whole game. Yeah, so I will say though, like the one thing that I think is interesting too is you think about you start to think about scenarios and like the ALDS. Like normally with a team this good, you're like, okay, we're gonna run into some wild card bum, and then just like cruise to the ALCS, and that's just not gonna be the case. Like I'm gonna be like moment like first pitch game one ALDS. I'm gonna be like front of my seat. By like chewing my nails off, freaking out. Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to wear gloves, man. Otherwise, I will not literally have a fingernail. Yeah, facts. Um, but that being said, like, I think that it's better if the Red Sox are home, and then like Price is the one who then throws like game three. Like, I'd rather have Price game three than Porcello game three. I think. So I'd rather. I'd rather yeah. price in a different atmosphere. See, and that's the other thing I was also thinking about is – so, I, you know, I generally think it will be sale price, one-two, and those are the games you're going to be at home. Um, if you put price – and that's for the seven-game series because it goes two-two, one-one-one. Yeah. So I don't think on my scenario, which I would like to have price in the three-hole – uh, would be honestly the best thing, especially if you're in a hostile environment like New York or something like that where he's he's away. I, 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 I'm thinking Porcello will be the guy to be facing up on 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 away turf. Yeah, so I think I think in New York you have Porcello be the three guy. Yeah, but you I wanna... do, but I do think that Price away from Fenway for the ALDS would be a better call because if he goes out there so like now that I think about it I think I'm actually kind of crazy and I'd rather have price at home because people seem to be backing him now so like now I can't make up my mind um, and and price does pitch historically well at Fenway yeah he pitches historically well to begin with yeah so yeah. and here's here's another thing we might also see say so he gets say he's the two man. It goes sale price, and then Porcello pitches on Wednesday, or Wednesday, <laughs> the third game. I don't know when these games are going to be. Um, and fourth game goes around, and Eovaldi um, doesn't have the best of of games, and maybe gets pulled out in the second or or the third. Um, I w- I wouldn't be surprised if you see Price come into one of those ball games. And, and pitch four or five innings out of the bullpen. I yeah, mean, I mean, it is playoff baseball. Like, it's not crazy to think about that. He's also – he's historically – like, last year was lights out of the bullpen too. Like, I think, too, the thing that will be very interesting to see play out is, like, the Red Sox are going to be so, so deep with long – like, with, like, lengthy relievers. Like, you've got – that with that starting rotation, then you've got right – Brian Johnson, Hector Velasquez, Erod, and if you want to count Drew Pomerantz because he gives you more depth than Drew Pomerantz, I'll count Brazier too because Brazier's been pitching awesome. Yeah, but yeah, but like those are like those are like long guys that you can. Your starter doesn't have the stuff. He's got two on, one out in the third inning, and you're like, nope. You bring in somebody else, and all of a sudden, 
the hitters are off balance and you've got enough depth to take you the rest of the way and also be totally fine the next day or two days later to carry on the series. So like that's yeah. that's the Red Sox biggest asset, even though like people are like, oh like the bullpen like the bullpen is, has had their struggles. Like the bullpen depth in the playoffs is gonna be incredible. And oh yeah, and also think like we've been keeping these guys healthy. I mean Core's done a great job, we've talked about it, of keeping these guys healthy and rested. And and it's for playoff. Come playoff time, you don't get rest. Like no, you don't. You don't get like if you threw yesterday. There's a chance that you're throwing today too. Yeah, you know, and that's what it's all for. So, I also, what's going to be interesting too is you know I, I want to say, I mean it's kind of like I guess when you're 86 and 36, you've had the best starting pitching in the league so far this year. Um, and a lot of times you see our guys go seven innings. It's not unusual to not see Sale go seven innings or Price go seven innings or even or six innings, like a full easy six innings. And in the playoffs, you kind of play more um, cost with more caution. And it's going to be interesting to see, like Alex Cora, first year guy. What what what's he going to do if Sale lets up two when it's the it's the third inning and there's a runner on first? Does he go to the bullpen? You know, does he let Sale be Sale or you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's just that's just like playoff, like situational playoff baseball. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting, and, and and that's why our bullpen works so well for the most part uh, when it is working is because these guys are going six and seven, and then you'll have guys that are specifically called in. Hey, this is your inning. You know, you don't have to do anything past this inning. Give us all you got in this. You know, twenty twenty five pitches that you got here. Yeah, and so that's – I just just like jot it down. You've got Brazier, you've got Kelly, you've got Thornburg, you've got Hembry, you've got Barnes. All of those guys, when they're pitching well, can easily come into a high-leverage situation and get the job done. It's – I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm saying that it's definitely a possibility. What's up with you? Come on, where's where's your whole Feltman will be – put into high oh, oh, leverage I, situations. Oh, oh, I, oh I, I put Feltman on my list. I was don't worry, I was getting to that. Feltman is on the damn list. Did we make a bet on that? Yeah, like another five bucks. Yeah, so I, I guess you should be owing me ten bucks pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um but I think that like You know when we'll see Feltman? We'll see Feltman and it'll be like the seventh inning and it'll be like a 2-2 ball game and there'll be a guy on first and he specifically comes in to face one batter and then he leaves the ball game. Yeah, it just come be like a hard, like a, a piss-throwing righty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, that could very well happen, but I think that he's got good enough stuff from what I've heard, um, which we'll get to. So I think, I think you know, that, that's a fair transition. Let's talk about the farm system for a second. Wait, wait, hold um, on. Before we, before we do that, what would be your yeah. starting for? Sale, Porcello, Pricey, Evaldi. Okay. I think we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, so, farm system update for you, Sam, and everyone else out there. Yeah, that doesn't know jack shit about the farm system. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, a third baseman who started the year at Salem, a single high, high A ball, has hit 32 home runs in the minor leagues this year, which is tied for the most. In all of the minors, any level by any player. It's pretty good. Is it good? It's pretty good. So you know, what, I'd, say, I'd say that's good. What is he in right now? He's He just got to, promoted to Portland, and he's already hit four home runs in like nine or ten games. That's a double A? Yeah, double A. Okay, so I don't really care. <laughs> um, good, good. Love that. Uh, Chavis. Thank you. Thank you for your support. I just think it's because it's like, hey, how many dudes are in the freaking minors right now of all of baseball? Thousands. I don't know. <laughs> hey, but I mean. All right, Bobby Dalbeck's going to get called up like next year and it's going to be raking. He's like he's like a solution for Devers, man. Like move Devers. To what do you first mean a solution for Devers? What Dude, Devers Whoa. can't play third to save his life? Did you watch the game today? He's twenty one years old. Yeah, I know, but 
I think that this is a hot. They're going to need this, to work these guys. He, he just said, "Hey, yeah, this okay, is a solution. This is a solution go. for Devers. <laughs> Devers, the the all time prospect that we. It took it guy. took me eight episodes to get to, to get to my first hot take, and there it is. Devers doesn't play yeah, third. There it is. So you want Devers to go over the first? No, I mean, like, realistically, like, you think about it, you're like, yeah, no, like, you just, like, let him play third. I mean, you could see him. He, They're going to figure something out for him. They're either just going to, like, have, make him eat salads and not get fat. Yeah, because he is. He is a, he's a big boy. Yeah, too. He is. He is. <laughs> he's just – he's like uh, um, Glenn, uh, uh, Glenn Perkins, just like a big baby. <laughs> Um, so, oh, big baby Davis. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, wait, who's that? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Um, you went to a whole nother sport. <laughs> that is true. I, we're, we're not big on cross sport references here or we, we don't use them much, but when we do they're Okay. So tell he's doing good in, in single A and double A. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Chavis was reinstated from the suspension list or whatever you like the, the P or the, the, yeah, was it the PU, the restricted list of baseball? I don't even know what they call it. Um, for an 80 game PED suspension and made it was like the top prospect of the week from MLB Pipeline, like led the minors in hits this week and also hit two bombs. One of them was back to back with Dahlbeck at double A. And then Rusny Castillo, the man the Red Sox signed for $72 million over seven years, um, is has the most hits. In AAA right now, leads leads the hey. league leader in hits. Okay, so this is the one guy I do know in the farm system, and it's like he he's too good for AAA, but he is not good enough for the majors. Yeah, no, he he just like needs to go play ball in Japan and just be like yeah, a good baseball player over there because he's not doing. He's like twenty nine years or thirty years old. Like it's not like he's gonna like make any drastic improvements to his game that all of a sudden is gonna make him a big league hitter because he's not. <laughs> we need to get him off the books. <laughs> yeah, no, we need some. We need some some fudging. We need some number fudging to happen so that we're no longer paying him ten million dollars a year to sit in our AAA system. Sit, sit on. AAA. Oh my god, and he he is a he's a, he is a a minor league leaguer stud <laughs> oh no the dude's an absolute animal i mean to be yeah. fair to be like you know okay you don't want to be paying like a mentor 10 million dollars a year but like you're gonna take what you can get out of him and the guys that come through triple a he's probably a pretty good influence i don't know that for do you a see fact. him on the 40 man is he on the 40 man do you see him on the 40 man i don't know shit i don't know i mean we don't really have anybody to play outfield um I mean, if you think about it, J.D. Martinez is our backup outfielder. Ooh, he made a nice basket catch today. <laughs> he did, but the dude's got to be the slowest guy ever to play outfield. Yeah, he's pretty slow. <laughs> um, I don't know. If no, he's, he's not. He's not. It wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, who else besides J.D. No. plays the outfield? No, it's a bad idea. <laughs> Do not call who else, me. I, I don't. Who else, though? It's, um, Benny. Brock Holt? Yeah, well, Brock Holt can play. Swihart can play. Sam Travis can play outfield. Little known is fact. Travis on our 40 man? Yeah, he is. Huh. Um, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, there's just not really a spot for him with Pierce and. Um, whatchamacallit? Pierce and. Uh, uh, more like, Moreland? Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a good problem to have when everybody is playing so well with their one and two death spots. Yeah. Uh, so that being, I mean, that pretty much right. Uh, Jalen Beeks actually um, is has, well. has a three point oh oh ERA in um uh three point oh ERA in his last three appearances for the Rays, including a win. In his most recent outing, um, we both said that he was going to bounce because that first start he or that outing he had with uh, Tampa was not the prettiest thing after we made that that uh, that trade. Yeah. So, but we both said he was he was going to bounce back and he was a good he's a good pitcher. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. Excuse me, I'm getting tired. I know it's later for you there. Um, but he, Jesus Christ, he just can't. He just like he was not meant for like a win now atmosphere. 
He's someone no. who needed some adjusting because the he's lights not, are bright. Yeah, he's he doesn't have blood. We saw him. He's just like he's like low nineties with good off speed. He's not gonna like blow guys away with his stuff. So it's not like he's gonna come up there and just pound the zone with the confidence of a veteran big leaguer. Like he needed time, and he's getting that time. Like I feel, I feel like. Like, I feel like he's like an old middle school friend. And you're like, hey, he's doing well. Good for him. <laughs> I don't think I know anybody from middle school. Any- hey, I'm old, though. <laughs> yeah, like a good I've right, never seen a middle school. 23. 23, man. Come on, help me out. But I've never seen a middle schooler and been like, hey, man, I'm glad you're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> right, yo, yo, proud middle, of you. Proud of you middle school guy. was rough times, man. <laughs> um, so, But good, we good were, for Beaks, though. Yeah, good man. Um, we were gonna preview the Rays. Uh, I don't. Like, I haven't even looked at who's pitching. Here, I can jump into it real. quick. We can do a quick five minute preview, and we don't yeah. have to jump into a new segment. Yeah. Let me yeah. let me pull it up. What's but the Rays? Um, with what we have said, have traded away everybody you can ever think of in their system, and they are still somehow winning ball games. Um, they're over five hundred. They're sixty one and fifty nine. Yeah, they just like what what happened was they traded so many people away that were big leaguers that they were forced to bring up prospects and their prospects are believe it or not kind of good. <laughs> they yeah, got no, like they Jake don't... Bowers and Willie Adamas and Jalen Beeks. Yeah, now they got Beeks, they got the man. So, um that series doesn't start till Friday if you're listening to this, it will be Thursday. Um so and what's funny is New York is seven and seven against them. <laughs> they, they cannot they, catch a wreck. The difference between the Red Sox and the Yankees is literally their records against the AL East. Like if if it were not for records against the AL East, the Red Sox would be like two or three games back on the on the Yankees, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, they just they just don't get it done. Against the Orioles too. Yeah, they just don't get it done. All right, so game one. We'll just do a quick run through. Game one, we got Ryan Stanek, Stanek versus uh, Brian Johnson. Uh, Stanek DJ. has a 2.45 ERA, 62 strikeouts, and 47 innings. So he's pitched oh, really, yeah, pitched wow. really, really well. That's yeah. a good line. Yeah, he's got a one whip. That's whole holy underrated Cy Young candidate. Well, I mean, he doesn't have – I mean, Johnson's got 73 innings. You know, he's got 47, but still 62 strikeouts and 47 innings. That should be interesting to watch versus our guys who uh, generally don't strike out that often. Yep. Agreed. So, so that's game one. That'll be interesting to see how BJ does too. He hasn't been completely hot um, these past couple starts, but, and I think that I get, they're going to, the works in this game two and three game two is uh, David Price. Versus uh, Tyler Glasnow. Oh, Glasnow's the guy that they picked up from the Pirates. That'll yeah. be an interesting game to watch because Glasnow's a very, very highly rated prospect. I think he's like a hard-throwing lefty. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, so in his, in his two games with, with uh, Tampa Bay, he has um, pitched 12 innings, has 20 strikeouts, and a .75 whip. Holy shit. Yeah. That is a powerful arm. But that that's a small sample size, um, too. But and also we got price on good for him. Um yep. again, another guy that strikes out a lot of people against a lineup that doesn't strike out so often. So we'll see how that goes. And then is this a three or four game set? Three. This is this is a three game set. So on Sunday day game oh well the rays are undecided still but that's we'll probably have, that uh, probably means bullpen day then yeah well i mean it doesn't matter because we got chris sale on the mound that day who has a yeah. 0.85 whip 219 strikeouts over 146 innings his <laughs> his stat line is so good it's like not of this world if he does not win the sigh it outrage yeah yeah, because I, I don't know anybody else in the AO right now that really is coming close. Yeah, absolutely agree. And also, since I mean, what a great preview we just did on that series. Hopefully, you know, David Price and Chris Sells are automatic wins. Uh, 
you'll see how BJ does in the lineup. But, man, what the hell was I going to say? What was I saying? Wow, I just completely blanked out. Um, I I was going to say, you said you mentioned that David Price start as a tune-up. Like every single start he has is a tune-up, besides like the Yankees. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's I when I say tune-up, I'm saying like, which I guess it isn't a tune-up. This this ball club is winning games. It's just when I think of games against Tampa Bay, Orioles, you know, the Angels. Like it's they're tune-up games now. When you start playing Oakland, New York, Houston, the Phillies, those are those are high leverage ball games that you want to ball out in. Yeah, I think these are games for pitchers like Chris Sale, and it'd be at the end of the season, um, or coming up near the end of the season. This is a great time for 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 Sale and Price to to try some things that they don't normally try. Uh, and and see kind of what works for them and what doesn't work for them, just as a surprise element for for playoff purposes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be um, interesting to see if uh, um, uh, see see what what price how price throws against um, against the the Rays lineup because they're like their lineups go, but it's still it's not not fabulous um for a professional pitcher you should be able to do well against a bunch of young guys that you can kind of play with yeah agreed and i think that we've seen that like that more that's like a good word sort of like price playing with his competition more which is just like using that cutter to righties and that change up that just disappears and like a pinpoint fastball um and and he's just been like he just seems so much more in command. Hundred percent. So that's the preview. Uh, that's kind of all we got. Want to end on a good note? I know we didn't talk about this last time, but Ben went to the. Were they retiring his number? Or. Oh yeah, yeah. We went to the Barry Bonds retirement. I went with my dad. Um, it was it was really cool. Um, there's a lot of, like, I mean, everyone in the ballpark loves Barry Bonds. They love what he's done for the city of San Francisco. And so there's sort of the, like the consensus of like, we just like love everything you've, you've done for us. And we have like all the respect for you in the world. And then there's like the more professional side of baseball, like the more traditional side. That's like, Oh, this guy has baggage. We don't want to let him in the hall. And there's like a lot of, there's a lot of like, I cross over between the two where there's like a lot of argument. Um, it was still like, it, like it didn't really take away much from the day. It was a terrible baseball game. <laughs> um, hated absolutely awful baseball game. It was like no offense. I don't think the giants had, I don't think the giants got a single guy on second base all game. Um, and they lost four zero, but it was cool to see him. Um, it was, it was really cool to see him have his number retired. Yeah, um, but besides which was, the which was besides awesome. the steroids, like an absolute legend, you know. Everybody knows who Barry Bonds yeah. is, and it, I guess it's kind of like a class act by the Giants organization to do that, just in case he does um, somehow get snubbed from yeah. from the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I I think that we're going to see some sort of resolution to everything that's happened with the drama around the hall will, whether it be Pete Rose or Mark McGuire or Barry Bonds um, with it's like steroid related drama. There's like the Pete Rose and the betting thing. Um, there are so many legend, legendary people in the, in the game of baseball that deserve to be in the hall of fame that are not. Um, so we'll see how that works. hundred percent. Um, so I don't know if you have anything else, um, to cover. Thankfully, I think sort of anchor stayed with us. Um, didn't really have any issues like we did last week. I know that I'm very excited to watch the end of this, um, Giants Dodgers game. Yeah. And see, the only, just we'll end on a super good note is that Dalbeck is going to replace, uh, is the solution for the 21 year old, uh, Rafael Devers. No, (laughs) No, I, that's just gonna—that's gonna be a cold take pretty soon. <laughs> he Devers Devers had a bad night tonight. 
Um, he, he'll pick it up though. He's a rookie, not a rookie, but yeah, he will. But he's 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 young. He's no, I think he technically is still a rookie. I don't know like the clarity behind that, but I think he still counts as a rookie. Oh, he's the Ben Simmons of the MLB. Yeah, exactly. Minus a broken foot, hopefully. Um, so that I think that does it for us for this episode of Front Yard Socks. Um, thanks again to uh, We the People Sports for picking this up. Um, it's been it's been great so far in the limited relationship that we've had. Looking forward to continuing to grow it. Um, make sure to follow at WTP Sports on Twitter um, and also at Front Yard Socks or Sam and I on Twitter as well, um, posting a lot of stuff on there daily. I'm going to be doing some giveaways at some point as well, um, some signed stuff, some Red Sox merch, all that good stuff. Um, Sam, any any final thoughts? Uh, can't wait for Dalback to get to the league. Oh my god! Oh my. Okay, yeah, that's that's it. That's it from us. Um, everyone have have a. A good Wednesday night. Have a good Thursday, off day. Take your rest a lot. Keep those hammies loose. Um, And we'll be back with another episode on Sunday. See you later. Go Red Sox. Take it back to the days I learned how to make a rap Bumpin' Eminem, had me cussin' hell and sound wow. Young and stupid as hell, some W's and some L's Runnin' and movin' with hella dudes that was soon up in jail 3-6 and nicotine up with kings Yo, I used to have that Paul Wall and Nelly song as my ringtone Finish up on my cover, printin' up like a hundred Dippin' out of the kinkos, we ever pay, I don't think so Growin' up forever young and thinkin' nothing ends No haters left of me, dog. I just miss my fuckin' friends I used to trip out and think, like, what if he listened to me? What type of person Lil Quincy would be Now I'm sniffing and seeing women that seem to be chasing after the man that I am But they're just trying to poison a rapper I love Manhattan but realize I got no choice in the matter Woo! Your boy's back in Seattle, I'm about to fuck shit up Hop in my plane, you know damn well why we came I might have been away, but I made it back all the same Feels good to be Friday and I'm cooked like a fried steak and my eyes are looking like fried eggs vibrate I'm late again and my band's mad eyes roll brain farts face melts hand smack Walt flowers off of vandals I'm handling all my business in bed and finishing text to all seven misses I met while sipping bev bridges cooler than ten fridges I bet well my eyes are hanging lower than net net misses if you don't get it don't listen no 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 I'm joking I'm joking I'm kidding I'm kidding this shit for everybody never been here dreaming of profit I'm pulling things in my noggin don't need a theme or a topic i'm leaning the rock and stop feening for more women and cheddar and chips look around you there's nothing better than this it took a minute to get it but now i feel i got the fact of the matter your boy's back in seattle i'm about to fuck shit up Woo. hop in my 